Welcome to the Sober Butterfly Podcast, your favorite resource for sober inspo, sober fun, and sober travel. Now, this week we are wrapping up season one, so this is the finale. Congratulations if you've been riding with me since day one, you made it to the end. No, it's just a wrap for season one. If you are new to TSB, welcome, welcome. So happy that you finally made it here. What took you so long? I'm just kidding. Thank you for being here. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow so that you can stay up to date with all TSB news. So it's December. We're about to embark on a new year, 2023. I see you. I'm ready for you. I'm always excited for a new year. Like New Year's Eve is actually my favorite holiday. I used to be ashamed to tell people that. Well, for a number of reasons. I was ashamed because a big part of that was like me connecting it to getting all dolled up, going out and partying the night away, right? Like that was always so fun until it wasn't fun anymore. And what I mean by not fun anymore is like you get to a certain age where it's not cool to be hungover for the entire first week of that new year, which was me because I would go so hard at the New Year's Eve parties that like I would just be a zombie walking into that brand spanking new year. So not the greatest way to set the tone for your year. And so just reflecting back, think about what this year has given you. Personally, it's given me the opportunity to spread my wings, to optimize, to work on my routines and systems that are important to my sobriety and just to my way of life and functioning. This year also marked a new chapter. By the end of this year, God willing, I'll have 365 consecutive days of sobriety. In terms of one span of a year, I got sober smack in the middle of 21. So this has been an opportunity for me to have a full year. So to see all the seasons in effect and to go through all of the feels at various points in the year and still maintain my sobriety. So that has been something that has just been so powerful and I feel good about that. I want to take a moment, if it's okay with you guys, I want to take a moment to kind of do like a reflection on why I started this. Why have TSB podcast? And what does that mean for the future? Because in that spirit of change, I don't want to remain the same. I think if you're not growing, you're dead, okay? That's just personally how I see life. I'm always looking to evolve. I'm always looking to optimize. I want to be the best version of self, and I want to create the best version of this podcast for listeners at home. I thought about this idea of starting a podcast, actually, in early 22, but I had imposter syndrome. And I was just like, who is this girl? What does she have to say? Like, you barely have six months under your belt of sobriety. Like, no one's going to listen to you. That was like what I was telling myself. So I waited. Do I regret waiting? I don't know. Who cares? Here and now is where we are. And I started the podcast actually summer of 22 when I had a year. That was my my goal. I was like, I'm going to get a year of sobriety. So in the planning and development stages of the podcast, what I initially set out to do, and I made that clear in the first episode, were three main points or objectives. So I'm just going to quickly revisit the three points that I made in preparing for this podcast and also like my reason why, like why I even started this podcast. Okay, so my first reason for starting the podcast was to have honest discussion. I've had the pleasure of interviewing 10 different women in season one and Each and every one of them had a personal story share that was just so beautiful and inspiring and showed the beauty, the pain, the joy, 
and everything in between when it comes to sobriety. They each had their own reasons for being sober. They each had their own reasons for staying sober. And ultimately, it was just this like collective energy and power. I learned something from each and every one of them. Like they each had gems that they dropped in those interviews. And I think about those women all the time, like literally think about conversations I had with Faith and Nicole and Christina and Ketsia and Reagan. So thankful for their troops because they weren't always pretty, but they were very much needed. So thank you, ladies. If you're listening, thank you. Thank you for coming onto the show. Now, the honesty doesn't stop with my guests. I've had a lot of sober solo episodes and conversations with myself on this platform. And I actually find that's where the work gets done. Having that honest discourse with yourself is so impactful. And I think for so many people, when you are addicted to a substance like alcohol or other things, you lie. You're just less honest. You're less honest maybe with yourself because oftentimes we have this facade or this veil of deceit. This deceit may not be intentional, but like who wants to admit that they have a problem? Because to admit one has a problem, one must do something about it. You have to take action. And many times we're not ready for that. So I was definitely less honest as a person. And that was not intentional, as mentioned before. It was just, it was just factual. It's like, how can I be honest with you and I can't even be honest with myself? I very much saw aspects of my life that weren't growing. They weren't reaping the rewards of my labor because what I was sowing was so corrupted. What I was putting into the earth was already rotten, essentially. So everything that came from that rotten seed was just trash. <laughs> my life was trash. Okay. It's the point I'm trying to make here. You reap what you sow. Like that for me is a proverb that runs true in so many so many arenas of my life, but especially when it comes to my sobriety. Like, what you put in is what you get out. Period. Like, there's nothing in between. Like, if I'm not honest, then what's the point? And it begs the question for me, why am I not being honest? Am I trying to show out for other people? Like, who am I trying to impress? I need to impress myself. And to impress myself, I have to be real with myself. And so that's just something I've worked on. So having honest discussion is not a two-way street between me and my guest. It is truly a conversation I have with myself. And I encourage people listening at home or watching at home, if you're not having honest conversations with yourself, then you may want to rethink that. And the honest conversation, just to clarify, does not have to be a denigrating experience. And what I mean by that is you should not be tearing yourself down. Like I once had heard someone say like, oh, you got to tear people down to uplift them. I don't believe that. I think that there is such a thing as being honest, but doing it in an ethical way. Being honest and kind don't have to be opposing ideas. They can be collective. They can work. In fact, they work better in conjunction with themselves. So just going back to this idea of like what you tell yourself, how you talk to yourself, how you talk to yourself is a game changer. And so I can tell myself, you know, I think that I need to reevaluate my relationship with alcohol, or I think that I need to work harder in other aspects of my life. Like say, for example, saving, I need to be more aggressive about savings. I can do that in a way that's not going to diminish or tear me down to the point of absolute puddles like you know like but I'm not gonna say oh my god you are you're a broke bitch you have no money in, the, in in your savings account like what were you thinking last night when you went out and you you bought 
the bar shots. Like, how dare you, stupid bitch? Like, that is not helpful. Like, none of that is going to change the way that you operate. Point by period. It's just not going to change how you are. It's just going to make you feel worse and then potentially want to avoid that aspect of your life or numb by using substances. So that definitely can snowball. And I encourage people to reframe how you talk to yourself. And you can be honest, but just do it in a kind way. So looking at my second reason for starting the podcast, I was hoping to, okay, this one's fun. I was hoping to change the way people view sobriety. You know, I went on this whole spiel about how I can't change the way big alcohol markets, they have billions, trillions of dollars at their disposal. I can't compete, all right, with big alcohol in the same way that I would like to take them on toe-to-toe. I see you, let's go. But I can show people through my life and my life's work how you just don't need substances to optimize. That's all. You don't need anything to be a better version of yourself. These substances don't make you more fun or more funny or more exciting or better in the bedroom or a better friend. In the conversations I've had with guests and through your feedback at home and talking to you guys on social, I realize that sobriety doesn't have to be this isolating experience. It doesn't. That's just a reoccurring theme that I hear come up. And the reason I'm connecting it to changing the way people view sobriety is because I hear that come up for so many people. And there is some truth there, right? Like everyone's like, I had to like regroup. And regrouping sometimes means sitting in the corner by yourself, especially when you don't have people in your corner who are also sober and understand how in the beginning stages it can be a struggle. Isolation for preparation. And that's something that my friend said to me many years ago. And while I do think to a certain extent that can be true, I'm starting to think actually it's less valuable when it comes to sobriety. I absolutely believe that you need connection. We as humans are social creatures. And we don't do anything by ourselves. I don't like when people said, I did it all by myself. I am self-made. That does not exist. I was listening to Liz the Wiz. I love her videos. I'm actually going to drop one in there. Like, I am obsessed with her right now. And she talks a lot about, in one of her videos, this idea that, like, self-made is a a flawed concept. Because no one does anything in this life without the help of other people. We need to exchange with other people to make ideas work. You start a business, for example, and you're like, I did it all by myself. Well, that's not true. You know, did you build your website from scratch by yourself? Or did you pay someone to do that? Did you buy every product that you sold? Think about that. No, customers. You have customers who are helping your business. So you didn't do it by yourself. It's an exchange. And so I'm realizing that more and more, and this is coming from someone who does not like to ask for help. I would rather suffer in silence. I would rather be down to my last penny than ask for help. And I have to shake out of that mindset. That's not a good mindset to have. That independence that we've been taught to believe is the way to go, like want for no one, do it by yourself. I can do it better by myself. Like, no, I don't want to do that anymore because it's not true. It's a lie. So going back, I promise it connects. So taking that back to this idea of isolating in sobriety, like I want to change the way people view that. Like that's something new I've learned. And I'm going to focus that in season two because we need to be more social. We need to get out there and help each other. I don't want to be the only pioneer in my lane. You know, I I am still 
amongst my former friends and my immediate circle, like, I am still the only sober person, but I don't want to, I don't want to be the only one sitting up here. I want to elevate other people. I want them to come to my level too. I say a lot to say, I'm still working on changing the way people view sobriety, but even within the sobriety space, I think we need to rethink the way that we see sobriety and realize that just because it's been that way doesn't mean it always has to be that way. That's all I have to say on that note. And the very last, like, objective I had for this podcast was to inspire people. And I already know I'm doing that. (laughs) Not to toot my own horn, but toot, 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 toot. I know I'm inspiring you guys because you tell me. What I want to know, though, from you, viewers at home, is how can I further inspire people? I want this podcast to reach more people. I need more people to know about TSB so that they can reevaluate their relationship with alcohol or continue with their sobriety. Pick an episode that you like, share someone's story, get the conversation started. I'm going to rebrand TSB podcast for season two. I very much am open to all and any feedback you can provide, especially if you've been listening since day one. So don't feel like, you know, you can say something that will offend me. I am not a person easily offended. In fact, I would argue I do more of the offending than I am offended. At any point, feel free to reach out to me if you have any ideas. Feel free to connect with me on my Instagram, which is at the period sober butterfly on Instagram, or you can email me nadine at thesoberbutterfly.com. Please subscribe if you haven't done so to The Sober Butterfly, whether that be on Spotify or Apple Podcast or any of the other streaming platforms I'm on or on YouTube. I will still be posting YouTube videos throughout the holidays every Tuesday, so you can look forward to that. And then I will be back with TSB Podcast. Let me look at my calendar. You can mark it in case you don't subscribe. You can look forward to my return. It's a short break. Okay, relax. Second day of the new year, 2023. I can't wait to see you. Last request. If you want to get me anything for the holidays, leave a five-star review. I love you guys so much. I'll see you in 2023. It will be here sooner than we think. Remember to take it one day at a time if you're sober. If you're looking to get sober, same rule applies to you. Look at your drinking daily. Be honest with yourself. Think about how and why you want to change. How and why. Those are the two critical things. Not what. You already know what you're going to do. You have to either remove alcohol or completely reduce it. But no matter what, why do you want to do it? And how are you going to do it? Think about those two things. I'll leave those last remaining thoughts with you guys and I'll see you in the new year. Besitos. Bye.